It's time to talk about Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. And now, here's Ira. My guest is three-time Grammy nominee Kevin Sucher. He's leader of Las Vegas' favorite yacht rock band, the Docksiders, performing Thursday nights at 7 at Notoriety in Neonopolis, downtown Las Vegas. For ticket information, go to NotorietyLive.com. And for everything about the Docksiders, go to thedocksiders.com. And you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Music. And Kevin, welcome to the show. It is such an honor to be here today with you, Ira. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And we should point out to our people that are watching you as opposed to listening to you that you are angelically lit because of where you are. <laughs> if you could hear, my microphone isn't that great, but there's this, oh, it's constantly following me around the room today. So Excellent. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> yes, of course. Now, I got to start. It's important to me. Shouldn't a yacht rock band, say that three times, be called a schooner rock band or boating rock band? Because Docksiders means you're not on the boat, you're, you're on the dock. So how did you come up with that Docksiders name? And can you explain it for those of us who are confused? Absolutely. That's a really intuitive question, by the way. I want to say that I do quite a number of interviews, and it's really cool to find someone that has a, a question like this. So Excellent. Um, the yacht rock uh, genre is not necessarily meant to be defining music, I guess, uh, on the boat, so to speak, or not on the boat. <laughs> it, is, it is a wider umbrella of music that was recorded during a certain period of years by a certain grouping of musicians, specifically that were located in Southern California. And, but it's not, it's not, it's not odd for someone to think does it have to do with being on the water, off the water? It is all encompassing sort of that era of 1977 through 1983, that sort of soft rock era where uh, the productions were very lavish. The productions were, the songs were so beautifully crafted and, and, and it sort of defines like this echelon of like, if we were on a yacht, this is the kind of music I we see. are sophisticated enough to listen to. <laughs> so, so, yeah, great question. That's right. So it also doesn't refer to the shoes then either. Correct. Okay. Yeah, my, my, my choice of the name The Docksiders was really just kind of a play on the on the theme of, of, of what the yacht rock genre is. I wanted something to be connected to what we do. And uh, it has kind of, it's been really an, an, an interesting go. I really didn't realize that I was onto something when I chose the Docksiders for our band name, but I'm really happy I did because clearly <laughs> it could have been something horrific. <laughs> I was thinking too, given the, the genre, and I want to get into why you decided that particular period of time and that particular genre of music, but I don't know that there's any water in Milwaukee, is there? Because a lot of your guys are from Milwaukee. We're originally from Milwaukee, and quite honestly, we are on one of the Great Lakes. We've got Lake Michigan that was about a quarter of a mile from our home. And, you know, for, the, for, a, for about eight weeks throughout the summer, it is the most magical place on the planet. The other 40-some-other-odd <laughs> weeks, 46-odd weeks, uh, it, is, uh, it could be 
brutal and and frigid and gray and, <laughs> and slushy and all all of the above. My math is horrible, but um, <laughs> it's really a wonderful place. Milwaukee is a, a gorgeous place to be from. It provided many many opportunities. Not only for me as a young songwriter and as a producer, as my career developed, owning a recording studio in Milwaukee and developing that, but it also gave me a really, a really solid launch pad. It's, it's, uh, I, I'm very grateful for the support my family had uh, as I was growing up as a young creative person all throughout my 30s and 40s and now into my early 50s. Uh, you know, my parents uh, in there both. Uh, my mom, my my dad's uh, in his 80s. My mom is just a little bit younger than that, and they're they're flying into Vegas tomorrow because to, they they won't miss a show. So to have that kind of support, being from the Midwest, in a city that's a lot more, a lot easier to be a creative person, and not saying that L.A. or New York or Nashville wouldn't have been uh, equally uh, beneficial in in different kind of ways, but in those larger cities, it's it's a lot harder to be noticed. I think when you're working on on your craft and we were just very fortunate to get uh some big uh some big looks in milwaukee being there i promise to get to the music in a second but i have to define your look for those of you who can't see it i see you as you look like a benign rocker okay i get that I'm Given the white yeah the, the white glasses and the the lack of what apparently is hair on the head it you just have that look of a benign rocker I look, uh, I look uh, similar to if Billy Corrigan had a really long lost step brother that he never knew one of his parents fathered or, or mothered at one point in time. I'd have been the guy knocking on, going, "Hey, bro, remember me? Let's make some music together." <laughs> I just th I thought I'd throw that in there. So, how did you decide that this was the genre of music in that period of time? Your background is extensive. You alluded to it, but you really have accomplished a lot as a producer and so many other elements you own the studio as you mentioned and you work with a lot of top name performers so when you started to embark on this career of singing how did you decide again i'm repetitive but i like to be repetitive occasionally that genre of music and that period of time right on yeah so i was an artist before my career really kind of took off as a writer and as a producer and as an artist manager quite honestly and i have i have been retired for 20 years. I hadn't performed and it wasn't 2017 that I was talking with a friend of mine who was an agent at ICM in New York City. And I just said, what's going on with this phenomenon of, of tribute acts that are playing real concerts, playing theater shows and selling tickets? You know, that the idea that, you know, a cover band can only play in a corner bar, especially <laughs> if you try to do it at a certain level. It was very impressive to me and I didn't understand it. And quite honestly, he said, listen, it's a it's a real it's a real opportunity, especially if it's done right. And knowing kind of my background, he's and I told him, I said, if I were to ever kind of dust off my performance clothes again, I would want to play what's called Yacht Rock. And granted, it was still known, but very, very, not as wide as it as it is now. And the educational process of still teach, teaching people what Yacht Rock is, is, mm -hmm. is a bit of a hurdle. You have to kind of explain it. I usually say it's soft rock hits of the 70s and 80s. But it was the music that I grew up adoring it was like i said a minute ago it was some of the the best written songs uh the most impressive productions played by musicians that had to 
play their instruments well and and be able to sing complicated songs. The harmonies are are so complex. There's it, it was magical. I, now, the 13 year old Kevin Stuker that would have been <laughs> sitting in the dentist chair listening to the music playing overhead was silently humming along to everything. But to my friends, I could never admit that Air Supply was really freaking cool. Like I loved hearing those great melodies and those great singers perform those productions. So um, it wasn't a stretch for me when I, when, when the opportunity came and I was talking with his agent, he said, I'll tell you what, I know the quality of work you do. If you're interested, put a band together and I'll sign you. Nice. And we got, we got very lucky right off the top and we had a wonderful agent who believed in what it is that I was going to do. And there are other yacht rock bands around the country. They're, they've kind of popped up all over the place, but what we really, how we differentiate what it is the Docksiders do compared to a lot of the others is we try to, and this is the producer and me talking. Of course. I really have worked hard to assemble a group of musicians and a show that can accurately recreate the original recordings. So we're not out there trying to be cheesy. We're not out there trying to kind of do this in a satire kind of way. There's other groups that go out and like, they all dress the same wearing captain's hats. And yeah, I wear a captain's hat. I'm <laughs> the captain, I guess, of the Docksiders. But um, it was really built to showcase the abilities of some incredibly talented musicians and some incredibly talented singers that are paying an honest tribute to those original recordings that we all fell in love with. And we hear it nightly, whether we're in Vegas or traveling around the world, we hear that people are are blown away by the representation and it takes everybody back to a really simpler place in time where you had less stressors. So Just again, very honored. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and once again, you're going to be performing Thursday nights at seven at the Notoriety in Indianapolis, downtown Las Vegas. It's a residency. Do you think you're going to expand that where it might be more than one night a week? We hope to, you know, I'm not here. I'm going to show my age a little bit now as I, as I talk, and I, I'm not professing to be, you know, super old. But the idea of, and we have an eight-year-old, so I should preface that my wife is is in the band with me, and um, she's uh, this one of the singers in the band, and we have an eight-year-old who travels with us, and it's wonderful to show him the world in this kind of way that is that we feel very grateful for. But the, also the re reality is, as I've said this for a long time, that touring is a young person's job. It is, it's very, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of rock star lifestyle is not, not all that it's cracked up to be. Uh, it is a grind going from city to city and it's wonderful meeting people. I love, that's my favorite part of all of this is meeting people, making new friends and, and being touched and touching people both with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, being human and, and the music. But Gosh, when when Las Vegas opportunity happened, we thought, wow, this would be phenomenal to have audiences discover us and make our show part of their plan in Las Vegas. Now, right. very different ticket price than some of the other really big, big, big shows in Las Vegas. You can come out and be fully entertained for a fraction of the cost that you would be spending if you were going somewhere else. We are just ecstatic about Notoriety Live. This room, I'm standing in it right now. We're getting ready to start a rehearsal. But this room is beautiful. The, the ownership group has done an amazing job creating a showcase facility that will allow audiences to feel like they're actually part of the show. And that's kind of how we're billing this residency for us here in Las Vegas. This is 
we are going to create a true Yacht Rock experience. From the minute you walk in our showroom, you are going to feel like the, you are being whisked away on a vacation for 90 minutes. You are going to experience drink specials that are reminiscent of the wind blowing through the lack of your hair, in my case, <laughs> or through your hair in other cases, drinking tropical drinks that are named after some amazing songs, amazing artists. And uh, the whole thing is meant to really just, you know, take you back to the time when life was just different, right? We had a different pace of living in the late 70s and early 80s. And it's so cool to see how this music is the tapestry that connects a lot of people. And we all can remember where we were when, we, when we've heard some of our most favorite songs. And Well, in your just, case, the dentist chair. So, yes. Not great. And I still have anxiety. <laughs> At least it wasn't the elevator where you heard it. So that could have been worse. Right? Exactly. <laughs> what about, Sorry, I was thinking, what, yeah, when you can, when you when you can tie in merchandising and drinks and promotions on your show, you could also maybe offer Dramamine since it's, you know, Yacht Rock. Just a thought. Ooh. Yeah. Can we, can we steal that idea? I don't That's know. Yeah, cool. please. I only want 10%. I come up with these I great ideas. You know. Well, I was prepared to give you 60, but 10 is, is a steal for us. Whoa, so let's split the difference and make it five. Okay, fine. Verbal is binding, I think. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite of all of the songs? I know this probably you've been asked this question, but someone has that. Well, you know what? Well, let's, I'll, I'll hang on a second. That's, you didn't answer yeah, my yeah. question, so I'm going to go back because I'm notorious for remembering that when my guest does not answer the question, you were great answering it, but you didn't answer the question, which is... Could you see down the road, because it's a residency, so you're not having to tour, but expanding it to more than one night a week? That was my question. Yeah, I was getting there, and then my long-winded answer <laughs> blew, the, blew the, my sails, and I went further down the ocean. Um, yes, my, my, I, would love to, I would love to make a longer residency in Las Vegas and maybe not travel as much as we're traveling. That being said, I always envision the dockside as traveling. The hopes are that, you know, we can create a desert isle like Gilligan's Island here in in Las Vegas that people can come visit us. Yeah, no, it's a great concept. And I'm sure that people that you've performed before in other cities and areas will, when they come to Vegas, they'll they'll recognize the name and they'll go, hey, let's go down and see the guys That's because it's been a while, right? Okay, here's a controversial question. So if you have Yacht Rock, are there groupies on yachts too as you travel? And now you're a married man with a, with a son, so clearly that's not for you. But for the rest of the band who are degenerates, does that happen? <laughs> it's, it's, anytime you and I want to, uh, you want to speak with me, I will clear my schedule. These are the best questions. I, I adore them. So, you know, it's so funny. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I have three children. Um, nice. However... To, if my wife were standing here with me, which she will be momentarily, I always say to her, uh, being in a band with your wife is the worst way to pick up chicks because she cramps my style. And of she course. Looks me, she looks at me like, like anybody's ever looking at you that way, buddy. And she's 100% right. So it is so true. Like, um, gosh – there are some there are some handsome guys in our group and you know you know there are some you know women that need you know arm candy on the on of the course, cruise and of I course think it's fair to ask that question so yeah there are people we have wonderful fans and friends that we've met all over the country that repeat repeatedly come to our shows when we go back to their 
locations, as well as have come and and, and they travel. We we had a fan, uh, a handful of fans travel to our hometown. We we play this annual show in Milwaukee, uh, in a theater, and we had a handful of fans travel from the East Coast that wanted to see the band play in front of their hometown crowd, which we thought was just mind blowing that somebody would you know buy tickets and sure. on an, and travel and get a hotel room and just come to a Docsider show. It was really, it was really cool. But um, yeah, I, I, these are great questions, man. Thank you. I, I, and I, I won't apologize for calling the rest of your band degenerates. I did that in a funny way. So apologize to them for I, me. No, listen, I call them degenerates all the time. And they, <laughs> they remind me I'm one of them. So I guess I, if, if the Docside fits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you, do you think that it's because of your Midwest background that you appear to be uncynical as many rock performers tend to get cynical over time either through touring or just the nature of the business you appear to be non-cynical so do you think that's because you're a midwest background notice i bookended the question with the same question sort of i love it well i've got you totally snowed um, <laughs> keep it real i, I that's nothing on me uh, no i'm totally joking but yeah i've always attributed my my sense of being humble to being from the Midwest. Well, I didn't say humble. I said non-cynical. There's a difference. Non-cynical too. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I should be very cynical because of how ugly the business is, right? I've been involved for a very long time and I've had my fair share of, of pitfalls that I could probably speak about for an hour and teach people what not to do mm -hmm. and deals not to make. But that's learning, right? Those experiences have woven the tapestry of what is my career. And I'm grateful for all of the ups and downs. But the cynicism, I think, um, it's in check, right? Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I, 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 I try to lead every relationship that I'm in with being grateful. And I try to be very giving in not only my personal relationships, but in my professional relationships, too. I feel that has attributed to my success as a producer and as a songwriter that I've tried to give more that is, than is expected. And I think by giving more, cynicism kind of takes a, a back seat at that point in time. Do you think that you're going to make Las Vegas your permanent home even as you tour as well? We have sold our home in Wisconsin uh, last uh, July. We moved to Las Vegas last August of 2022, and we are proud Nevada residents right now. Excellent. We have no plan of leaving Nevada at this point. Despite being at least through one summer. Well, we were here towards the end of last year. We, we opened the, the last show in August of last year, and we were told that we were experiencing some of the warmest late summer temperatures. There well, were some hundred. No, they, they lied to you. It's always hot here during... August. So I don't know what they're telling you. Okay. It was just a way yeah, to I, kind of keep you grounded here. That's what I think it is. As long as I have uh, access to an air conditioner in my car. I, that's like <laughs> when did you realize, getting back to Yacht Rock, which again is fascinating. I had never really heard the term before and I'm happy to admit it because, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about it too. And obviously you realize you hit a nerve with the band once you got out there and started doing it. When did you know you hit that ban? And who are you looking at? Your wife? Because she's bugging you to, to leave, right? Right. No, no, no. Actually, oh. one, some of the guys are just showing up and they're standing off camera. We should introduce them. Uh, yeah, bring them on. Do it real quick but, if you want. Sure. Yeah. 
Come on over here. This is Clay Connor. Clay is is one of the 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 featured artists in the Docksiders. Hey, Clay. He plays saxophone. And he's Hello. played with a number of amazing musicians. Michael McDonald. Uh, he had an opportunity to play with Kenny Loggins. I mean, his resume goes on and on and on. And <laughs> this is the this is the caliber of of the Docksiders. This was always my hope is that we would find amazing musicians that loved the music and clay is is like an encyclopedia of yacht rock even even more so than i am in that regard. so if you have like we'll get to that one question you asked about what's the the favorite song but i would right. be interested to hear what plays take well also i'd like to point out to our audience those who cannot see who are just listening to the podcast and that is that there's a theme of baldness that seems to run through the group <laughs> if you're not bald we shave your head when you join <laughs> Excellent. Jeremy, Jeremy about that. Yeah, my wife was really upset that that was the rite of passage. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah, you guys look like a match. It's great. <laughs> Did you want to introduce anybody else from the band? I, again, look like I could be his younger stepbrother in some weird shape. I uh, yes, in a way, yes, older. Oh, did I say that? Younger. No, young. I know. He's significantly older than me. He's like 22 years older than me. <laughs> this guy is celebrating a very big birthday in a couple weeks, and we are so excited to celebrate him and his place on this planet and being in the dockside. So we are 40. We should, we should mention that. He's celebrating a very big birthday. It's, yeah. it's 50 years bigger than 40. <laughs> nice. 50 years bigger than 40, so that's 90. Congratulations, Clay. You're standing and playing. and Yeah. Wearing Docksiders and lots performing of, in the Docksiders, so it's lots, great. Lots of Greeks, so he uses lots of olive oil. Working. Do you have some other people in the band you want to introduce while we're, we're at it? Anybody else around? If not, no problem. Yeah, they're just kind of running in. Yeah, no, that's shortly. fine. Clay, Clay, what do you think about performing in the Docksiders? Now, you don't have to give me the canned response. Give me your true feelings. How long have I been playing with the Docksiders? Three and a half years. I think like it's that. been about three and a half years. You joined your, you relatively close uh, to us. It's 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 a tremendous adventure. Uh, I've loved every minute of it. So great. It's it's not only a great group of musicians and show people, but just playing great people. And it's been a riot on and off stage. You know, the passion on stage is that we bring these songs that bring a nostalgic joy to the audience, the way that we feel about them. And we really approach them with a lot of respect, try to play them as close to the album versions as, as we can so people can just kind of drift away the way they did when they heard these songs on the radio. But some of the best times with this band are on the bus or in uh, <laughs> yeah, <I bet. laughs> um, the, the, you know, just kind of hanging out with, with people. And so it's just, it's so just you're, you're the guy that, that uh, Kevin talked about in terms of the groupies. I understand now. Okay, that's fine. No, no, first we got to clarify that for sure. I think life on the planet as well. And, you know, I, I was telling Ira that you know I, I always say that Erin is like you know she, it makes it hard having a wife as beautiful as mine to pick up. I heard that rap right? from so, the other room. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the same boat. You know what's interesting is that you guys are so great professionally, and yet I have to say that Clay, you don't look really like a rocker. You look like somebody I would buy an RV from. Buy what from? An RV? An RV. Yeah. yeah. I'll come on down to the lot later. Okay, uh, great. Some, okay. We got some <laughs> specials running right now. Okay, excellent. Uh, we've got or, a Prevost. Or, <laughs> yeah, we've got a Prevost out there that we need to make payments on. How important is, or carpeting, I can see buying carpeting from you too. How important is the the, wow. the sense of fun? How important is a sense of fun on stage? You guys obviously can communicate that. 
Yeah, I think, you know, that's if, if, if you see our show, you will, I believe, one of the things that you notice right away, like we both mentioned, is we pay a very accurate tribute to the songs that we are trying to uh, cover. Secondly, Kevin, you don't I, have to you don't have to look that serious when you're saying that. You're not delivering a dissertation. Thank secondly, you. Secondly, <laughs> um, Secondly, it's our job to entertain people. So we, uh, I've been known maybe to roll on and off the stage a couple of times. <laughs> Things you did, wouldn't necessarily expect. And, yeah. <laughs> and we clearly try to have fun with each other on stage in ways that sometimes are, you know, just kind of the inside jokes that happen where you see somebody uh, giggle and laugh. But, you know, Clay will every once in a while get a strange body part uh, rushed up against <laughs> if he's not expecting it like he did yesterday in a rehearsal. Oh, yeah, and, he, sure. and, he, and he handled it very well. You know, it was wonderful <laughs> that he... Uh, and it's difficult when he's got a saxophone in his mouth and he can't really go anywhere. <laughs> and then after, and then afterwards, he has to sell the RVs out in the parking lot. But okay, that's that's, that's fine. Exactly. He's carpeting them, and we're 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 detailing them. We have about three minutes left, so I'm going to go now. Now that Clay is here too, I'm going to ask both of you the question, which I have not forgotten: Is your favorite song out of all the songs you guys perform? Oh man, we um, we have such a hard time picking songs that make it into the show and what then has to come out. Well, let's reverse it then. Let's do your least favorite song. Uh, anything that he plays. <laughs> I'm so joking. No, I would say, <laughs> let's go with my favorite song because that's yeah, the time I've exactly. spent the most. Yeah. I'm going to say it's a Kenny Loggins song called Heart to Heart. That's a great one. I yeah. think that is, it is, it, that is what, if, if we could encapsulate the Docksiders in one song, it showcases our amazing horn player, it's an incredible melody that was written by David Foster and Kenny Loggins. It's just, the harmonies are incredible. The melody is great. It's, and it's a song I don't perform in the show. One of the other vocalists does. So I love that it's not something that I've been performing. It's someone yeah. else's. Clay, yeah, do you agree with him? Four vocals. Uh, I think that's a great choice, and that song's got a fantastic sex solo in it, so I, of course, love Iconic. that one. If, if I really had to pick one of the whole group, and it's a big group, I don't know, we probably have 50 or 60 songs in our book at this point, but uh, I really love Reminiscing by the Little River Band. It really embodies that era, and it, it has a lot of special memories for me from my childhood, so I, like, I love that one if I had to just pick one, but that's, it's a little like picking your favorite child. Clay, did, I tell all three of my chil children that they're my favorites every chance I get. <laughs> Clay, did you so tell <laughs> Clay? Did you tell Kevin that you're you're splitting off and forming a whole new genre called RV rock? RV rock, I like yeah, that. Yeah, around could, uh, playing the the Jellystone parks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Playing some Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> and, yeah, hey, before of the thing drops on. Yeah. Before I let you guys, before I let you guys go. What you want audiences, once they see the show and they leave, what's the typical feedback you get from the audience? Is it a sense of enjoyment of the music and the fun? Is it something in addition to that? You tell me, because I don't know. Yeah, we, we, we're most appreciative is, is uh, Venmo payments. So, <laughs> they're so enthralled by our show, we just get random money sent to us afterwards. <laughs> you know what's a great way to answer that question? Go out and read our Yelp reviews. People have been effusive with compliments and talking about the energy of the show and uh, pretty much uniformly go away with a, with a feeling of loving it. And we see a lot of people come back. We do. That's, that's a great way to leave it. My guess has been three. Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. We're kind of like McDonald's that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My guess is... 
got to come back again. Exactly. My guest has been three-time Grammy nominee Kevin Sucker and, of course, Clay. His bandmate, he's leader of Las Vegas's favorite yacht rock band, the Docksiders. They're performing every Thursday night at 7 at Notoriety in Indianapolis, downtown Las Vegas. For ticket information, go to NotorietyLive.com. And for everything about the Docksiders, go to thedocksiders.com. And you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Music. And Kevin and Clay, thanks for being on the show. Thank, Thank you, Ira, for having us. We appreciate it. See you next time. You've been listening to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. Yeah.